Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the rule of 20. Now, this is a, a general rule of thumb when thinking about retirement planning. And what it essentially says is, think about the sort of retirement you want. And let's assign a, a level of income to that. And typically, when we think about retirement incomes, there are three that we typically talk about. We say a basic income uh, or a basic lifestyle that you might want is might be about $50,000 a year passive income, today's dollars, not inflation adjusted. A, a, a lifestyle that's got a lot of choices, a, a well-off lifestyle, we like to call it, where you can go traveling, go on lots of holidays and uh, buy new cars whenever, uh, when, when the time arises that you need one, might be about $100,000 per year, passive income. And and a lifestyle that's really affluent or a contribution lifestyle where you're able to support the organisations you want and, and really have a really well-off lifestyle is about 200k per year. These are just broad numbers. Now, when you pick the sort of lifestyle you want, generally, if you multiply that number by 20, that is the level of assets that you would need in order to be able to live that life, that lifestyle, and earn almost that level of income as, I want to call it interest, but it's really passive income off your assets. Now, that might be putting it into a mutual fund or or, uh, having that level of assets in property and living off the rent of that. So just to put some numbers around that as well, well, say you wanted that middle mid-tier one, uh, that well-off lifestyle of about 100k per year, multiply by that by 20, that means you'd need $2 million of freehold or unencumbered assets in order to be able to live that lifestyle uh, for, forever, because you'd be living off the proceeds of that asset, uh, that asset base. But this is just a general rule of thumb, and I know, Andrew, you've used this model so many times when sitting down and putting together a financial or retirement plan for, for your clients. Uh, how useful has this been? It's a very easy back-of-the-envelope calculation, Ed. So I think that uh, the thing for people to remember is this is this is just kind of general advice. If you do want to get more in detail, uh, then that's when you need to use a financial planner or a financial advisor and get more specific with the numbers. Um, some guidance that I'd give to anyone using these numbers, I think Dean Blair uh, was the one that said this, he might have said this on the podcast or certainly at one of our seminars, is people often go to him and say, oh, when I retire, I'll spend less money. Now, that's that's a myth. Uh, firstly, you know, if you retire at 65 now, most people are pretty fit and able at that age and they're wanting to actually do stuff. And so he often compares it to, well, when do you spend the most money? I know for me it's at the weekend because you've actually got time to spend it. Well, retirement's a big weekend. So you've got to make sure that you are being realistic with your retirement income. In the government superannuation, if that's available when you retire, that's just a stipend. It's not a huge amount of money. That's not going to give you a comfortable lifestyle. It's really just to kind of give you a base. Uh, that shouldn't be what you're relying on at all. Uh, and that's why the government has made uh, KiwiSaver, because we want to be supporting ourselves. KiwiSaver, again, is not going to give you everything. So you need to think about, okay, well, uh, uh, what is should we do? Use some basic numbers. Ed. If we if we want an income of a hundred thousand a year, which you know if you're living in Auckland, uh, that would be kind of what I would consider a base salary there. That's the equivalent of two thousand dollars a week. 
multiply that by 20. I chose a nice easy number for, for myself. Um, so that's $2 million of assets. Just remember, take out your own house when you're considering assets. Because you can't eat your own home. Yeah. So unless you're going to sell that and live in a caravan, which is probably not a great uh, retirement plan, uh, then you need to exclude the family home. And assets are just the stuff that's producing an income. So uh, don't don't consider things like cars. Um, that's that's not that's something you own, but it's not a true asset in the financial sense. So um, think about okay, well, two million dollars is what I need to have, for example, uh, when I retire. How am I now going to get there? And I think what's important to realise as well is often when we when we talk about retirement savings, we, we think about building up that asset base till we get to retirement, and then as we live throughout retirement. Uh, bringing down that asset base or living off that asset base. This is the way a lot of people think about retirement savings. You build up the savings and then you draw down the savings and gradually decrease that amount uh, as as you're living your life in retirement. What we're really talking about here in the rule of 20 is what's called passive income, where you build up that asset base, but then as you live, because you're living off the proceeds of that of that level of assets, uh, you're not actually eroding its value. Your your wealth isn't decreasing uh, because you're actually living li- that hundred k is coming from the asset base, not because you're taking it out of your savings account each week or month or along those lines. And that's a really important consideration when you're doing these kind of calculations, because whilst we make estimations on life expectancy, it's um it's really important to know that with increasing medical advances, people are living longer and they're healthy for longer. So you, you've got a lot of 80-year-olds who um, are still um, very able to go on holidays and they're making lots of trips. So you don't want to all of a sudden get to the last years of your life um, and find that it's really boring because you can't afford to do anything other than eat hot dogs at home. And I think it is useful, even though it is a broad rule of thumb, is just to think about that rule of 20. Take, you know, think about that lifestyle. Pick one of the ones we talked about at the start, you know, the 50, the 100, the 200K, and just multiply that by 20 to see the level of assets you would need. And remember, that's based on today's incomes uh, and, and today's dollars. As, as prices get more expensive and we have inflation, you'll have to uh, inflation adjust that, that level of assets you'd need. But just before we wrap up, I do want to recount a little story that as I was heading to Christchurch Airport uh, just last week actually I got talking to to my cab driver as I always do anybody who listens to the show you can tell I'm a real chatter and we got talking about retirement and superannuation and he said something that really caught my ear and I thought was quite um, really put things into perspective he said look Ed you know I'm heading towards retirement but the way I I treat superannuation is that's a top up on my income the but the most of my my the income that I'm going to live off in retirement is either going to come from savings or it's going to come from the proceeds of my assets. It's not going to come from superannuation. So I treat it as a top up, not as the base. And the reason that that stuck out to me is that I think most people think about it the other way, and I had as well. Uh, not that within my retirement plans because I'm a little bit younger. Uh, I'm not really factoring in government superannuation, but I think most people would think, well, that's the base and then how much do I need above that? I think flip it the other way around and almost take that as a bit of a challenge, a bit of responsibility to say, this is the sort of lifestyle I want, let's go for it and then superannuation will be a bonus above and beyond that depending on what the scheme's going to be like once you hit retirement. And the last thing I want to say is don't be afraid to aim high with these numbers. Your worst case scenario is you're going to have too much money. That's not a bad problem to have. Uh, So 
you know, at the very least, maybe take out your calculator now on your phone, um, punch in your current annual salary for your, for your household, multiply that by 20. This is a good starting point. If you don't have another number in your head, that's a great starting point, And then let's start working towards that. And, and let's just be clear as well, household income, if, the, if you've got a partner as well that you're living, living together with. Now, if you do uh, want to get started in property investment or you're interested, then why not check out our property investor quiz? This is on our website, opuspartners.co.nz slash quiz, but I'm also going to link this up in the show notes. So tap or swipe over that cover art and it'll bring it up there. And what this seven question quiz will do was if you punch in your numbers, it will give you a yes, no, or maybe answer as to whether you're financially ready to get started and become a property investor and hey please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show it really does help us get the message out to more and more people thanks for listening to the property academy podcast i'm your host edward knight and i'm andrew nickel and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the new zealand property market until next time